My mercy, go ahead and have a seat. Who's excited to be in the house of God this weekend? Woo, man, it's great to see you no matter when, no matter where, if you're live or online, man, we love you guys. I was looking at an article in the uh, Washington Post this last week, 50% is the decline in attendance, church attendance since COVID, not at faith promise, man, God is alive and moving. So we love you guys so much. We're so excited that you're with us. We love you. And I'm going to tell you, don't you listen? Come on, if you listen, Sam. God has a word for you and God has a work for you. If you'll lean in, I'm telling you, God's going to do something. We've got promisers that have been here for 27 years that have, that have been so faithful that have given to every free will offering, those, those extra offerings we take. By the way, Heart for the Harvest since its inception, $14 million given to advance the cause of Christ. And honestly, years ago, the news used to come and say, hey, you know, man, y'all, y'all talk about taking up a million dollars this weekend. Now they just say, it's, well, they don't even cover it because that's just what happens here. I mean, we, we know the kingdom of God moves on the twin tracks of sacrifice and of faith, and heart for the harvest is the height of both of those. And I'm going to tell you, there are people who have been faithful for 27 years, and we wouldn't see, have seen the life change, the transformation, only heaven will record of what God has done through you because you have given. We really, I, I live, Michelle and I live God-awed because of you. People ask me, hey, Pastor, you know, man, you're, you say you're God's favorite and look at 11 campuses and thousands and thousands of people, man. How do you keep from getting the big head? I said, because I watch promisers. I watch their humility. I watch their generosity. I watch their faithfulness. And it humbles me. It humbles me. We're so grateful. It moves my heart. I'm telling you. See, we are faith promise. We are the people of, the, uh, of faith in the promises of our God. And we're cheerful givers, aren't we? Come on, are we cheerful givers? Man. And so I'm, I'm just so grateful. So all in favor say aye. Man, listen, so this is the fourth week we've been dealing with Heart for the Harvest. Really, Pastor Kyle started it three weeks or four weekends ago. Uh, when he did a weekend on miracles and God moving, was that not absolutely an incredible God-saturated service? It was amazing. We really believe, and the first, the first uh, test has borne it out. We're waiting on MRI that our daughter-in-law, Joy, was healed of seizures uh, it, on that weekend. It was our fellow years ago that God healed my daughter Candace Faith so that she could give birth to Bella Grace because the doctor said she could not get pregnant. So it's a celebration for us. On Saturday morning prayer at North Knoxville, let me show you a picture of a young man named Luke. At North Knoxville, they were praying and he was born with a heart defect and he looked at his mom and said, mom, can God heal my heart? And said, well, yeah. And so she goes forward and our student pastor, incredible uh, man of God and one of the volunteers prayed for him. Took him to the doctor next week. The doctor said, I'm not. What happened to the heart murmur? Our God is able. Come on, somebody. So Harvest Harvest is just a celebration. And really, 
All of us should be, everything we have is God's. And one of the things that Michelle and I have given to God, we gave them before they were born, but we gave our kids to God. I tried to give them to him earlier, but he wouldn't take them. <laughs> but we gave them to God, and it was our job to train them for God. See, they're not your kids. You're to disciple them for God. Are you with me? And now we partner with our kids to disciple their kids, our grandkids, for God. So the last two weeks, Pastor Zach has preached two incredible messages of the vision for the next 25 years at Faith Promise. What, what an incredible, if you were here, it was awesome and uh, made me want to give more money. And one of the things that we did, because we have a lot of people that didn't grow up in church that come to Faith Promise now, and one of the things he did was really teach on what a free will offering actually was. So we bring our tithes to the Lord, but the free will offering is above and beyond that. And, and let me tell you that the Heart for the Harvest didn't begin this weekend. It actually began Wednesday night. Wednesday night, our middle school and high school students meet, and they said, hey, we're going to start. And our students gave Wednesday night $5,000 in the Heart for the Harvest. Come on. Now, you know when an eighth grader gives money a free thing other than a video game, video game God is in the house. Revival is breaking out. So adults, it's our turn. It was incredible talking to Pastor Josh Whitehead, who's got uh, Hayden and Madison, who both serve. Hayden's older than Madison. And, and so he went to Hayden. He said, Hayden, has God given you a number about what you're going to give in the heart of harvest? He said, well, yeah. He said, what is it? He told him. And Josh was shocked. And Hayden said, well, Dad, do you want me to give less money? No, no, no. It's, no, it's not. He just was stunned. And then Madison, what are you going to do? Same thing. See, that's how you teach your kids generosity. Are you, are you with me? That, you know, in the little, you teach them, you may give them money to bring, but as they start making, you start teaching them, babysitting, yard money, whatever, that they are generous with their money. So, Heart for the Harvest, free will offering. We bring our worship this weekend. We bring our money this weekend. And we bring, listen, the first thing we should bring this weekend is ourselves. So, I've said many times, if I could just get in the offering bucket, I would. Well, I can this morning. We got different kind of offering buckets this weekend. Let me read you. We've been in 2 Corinthians 8. And let me, let me give you a, a, a verse, one of my favorite out of these two passages. It says this, and this, not as we had expected, but they first gave, first gave what? Themselves to who? And then to us by the what? See, it is the will of God that you get in the offering bucket this weekend and you say, God, I'm yours. Lock, stock, and barrel, tax, silent, license, I'm yours. I belong to you. Everything I have is you, my money, my kids, my marriage, my business, my ministry, everything. Isn't it crazy how we fight God for control? Then when we surrender, we just are baptized with fresh joy and victory. We wonder, why did I fight God? And so when you live in here, listen, when you live in the offering, life is just better. What do I have to worry about? I'm God's. God's in control. I don't need to worry. I don't need to fear. Does this make sense? In here, the lies of the world, like people have told me the last week, hey, Pastor, all the church wants is my money. And I laugh because it's so stupid. That's a Greek word for dumb. <laughs> See, when you realize God wants you in the offering bucket, your money is such a small part. Unless... You think all you are is your money. 
See, when God's got you, he's got everything. Are you with me? See, this is where when you bowed your knee to King Jesus and said, I confess you as curios, as the Lord of my life, it meant you bowed your knee to the new ruler and he owns everything. Are you with me? And so it's what we do. Now, I'll never get over. I'll never get over what God has done for me and what God has done for Faith Promise. It's incredible. Again, like I said, the, the Wall Street Journal said 50% decline in church attendance. And I thought, my, 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 my. Man, we've got life here. We are Bristol campus. I think this is the fifth weekend. But a young lady came with her mother a couple weeks ago. And, uh, and she was struggling with some stuff. So we said, she went to Tabitha, Steve, Pastor Steve's wife. And Tabitha led her to the Lord. And this is the picture of her following him in believer's baptism. This is what we do. We see people rescued. We see people delivered and identify with Jesus. Matter of fact, if you're sitting, if you are in person at any campus, you're sitting in a campus, your kids are sitting in rooms paid for by Heart for the Harvest. It's somebody gave before you got here. It matters more than we realize. Heaven and hell matter. Thousands of baptisms, thousands, not even, not counting Pellissippi, thousands of baptisms, thousands of lives transformed. The kingdom of, of God moving against the kingdom of darkness. Tens of thousands of captives have been delivered. Alcohol, drugs, greed, money, lies of the world, strongholds of sin, and people are walking in victory. It won't be long. We will hit our 10,000th baptism. Come on. We, let me tell you, we count that. Now, we're going to do something a little different this year. I know you've never heard that if you've been a faith promise. Listen, if you don't like what we're doing, just stick around because we're going to change it. And if you love what we're doing, don't get too attached because for long, we're going to change it. Because we're going to do anything short of sin to win people that are far from God. So online, you need the QR code. Uh, if you'll pull this card, it's every other seat, Heart for the Harvest card, because we are literally getting ready for the next wave of God. And so do me a favor, circle what campus you attend, even online, circle it. And then of the next campuses that we're leaning toward, that we believe this is where God wants us, check one of those that interests you the most. And then, then on the third step, is commit to the process of launching new campuses by one, committing to pray for that community and this campus, committing to be a part of an interest group to learn more about that community, or, or the third thing is I commit to be a part of the launch team to engage the community and to help launch the campus. Put your name, your cell phone, your email, and then we're gonna drop these in the offering bucket when we bring our offerings at the end of this message. We'll connect with you, we'll help you follow up, We'll let you know what your next step is. Again, the kingdom of God moves on sacrifice and faith. By faith, Moses considered the reproaches of, the reproach of Christ greater than the riches of Egypt. By faith, Abraham left for a city whose architect and builder was God. If you're in the Bible reading plan, we're in, we're in Hebrews 11, and it's all about by faith. The kingdom moves by sacrifice and by faith. And so, again, we just, we want to move forward. Well, let's continue in where we've been camped out in 2 Corinthians 9, 8 and 9. Now, 2 Corinthians, first and seconds, are letters written by the great apostle Paul to the church in Corinth. 
Many of the letters in the New Testament are either to a church or to a person. First, Second Timothy, Titus, Philemon. It's, so it's written to a region, a church, or a person. And so he's talking to them about this offering that they're taking for the relief of the Jews that are starving in this famine in Jerusalem. So verse 1, chapter 9, for it's superfluous to me to write to you about this ministry to the saints. Paul I really don't need to write this because I know you're ready. I know your readiness of which I boast about you to the Macedonians, namely that Achaia has been prepared since last year. And your zeal has stirred up most of them. Many of you have been preparing all year for this offering. Since this weekend last year, 52 weekends ago, you've been preparing. You've been preparing. And, and, and so it is, it is incredible. Paul said, I don't really need to write it, but I just want to remind you what you promised that we're moving. Now, faith promise moves week in, week out by the tithes and offerings we give. This is above and beyond our regular tithes and offerings. It's a free will offering. It allows us to expand the kingdom of God, uh, extend the gospel reach, and evangelize the world. Those are things we do. Through Heart for the Harvest, we have planted thousands upon thousands of churches. India, Burma, Pakistan, all over the world. And so some of you don't need any encouragement. You've already prepared. Remember, Paul said, your zeal has stirred up other churches. And that's right with you guys. We mentor lots of churches, Faith Promise does. Churches come in almost every week. They come to our staff meetings. They, they break up and go to our kids and, and our ministries and see how we do ministry because they want to be like us. And then they find out about Heart for the Harvest, and they do that. Your zeal in your giving has caused other churches all over America to give because you gave. Your zeal, Paul said, has started them up. Now, I was praying last week for you and for this offering. I was praying God would give you miracle money, that, that, that it would just be incredible. So not just sacrifice, but God would give over and above. And so I'm praying, Lord, for promisers and families, would you touch and move? And the Lord spoke to my heart, and this is what the Lord said. Chris, there's more than enough of faith promise. There's more than enough. There's more than enough gifts right now to fill every empty slot in ministry because of our service that got racked during COVID. There are, there, there are more than enough gifts to not just fill what's empty, but fill the bench and get ready for the next thousand people that are about to be saved. There's more than enough. And not only that, there's more than enough money, not just for a $2 million heart for the harvest. There's more than enough money, Chris, to pay off the debt of $11.4 million at Faith Promise Church. So there's just more than enough. It's just, we've got to rebuke the 20-80 rule. That 20% of the people give 80% of the money, 20% do 80% of the money, 20% of what you do gives 80%. We're rebuking that because all of us that are born again should be sold out to the kingdom of the most high God. Is that right? Come on. All we need is here. I preached a series years ago called There's Gold in Them Thar Pews. And there really is. We just have to organize our life around God. Everything I have is yours. I'm, show me how to live my life. Can, can I just tell you something? Come on, if you're listening, Sam. You are the answer to the pro, You're God's answer to the problems our culture is facing right now. You're the answer to people that are going to hell. You're the answer to racism. You're the answer to incarceration. You're the answer to kids that are struggling in the foster or adoption system. You're the answer. You're, we've always been God's answer. Can I tell you something? You are not at faith promise by accident. 
You're at faith promise for a time such as this to advance the kingdom of the most high God. Does that make sense? So Paul said, so I thought it necessary to urge the brethren that, you, that, uh, that they were going ahead of you and arrange beforehand your previously promised bountiful gift so that the same would, not, would be ready as a bountiful gift not affected by covetousness. So Paul said, first, I urge you, which means to call someone to your side, to put your arm around them, to encourage and exhort them to do something. This series has been me, us, putting our arm around every promiser, pulling you to the side, and encouraging and exhorting you to do what God tells you to do. Are you with me? And, and Paul said, now listen, I got a concern about this offering. He said, I'm just going to be honest with you, Corinthians. I'm going to be honest with you, promisers. I have a concern about this offering that this offering would be affected by covetousness. What is covetous? A greedy desire to have more. It's an insatiable desire to acquire. It's the American nightmare. Are y'all with me? Let me ask you a question. Come on, put yourself in my role for a minute. Think about it. Do you think this offering will be affected across all of our campuses this weekend by covetousness? You better believe it will. Now, there'll be people that'll give sacrificially, no question, and I'm so grateful. But many of us live beyond our means so that not only can we not do free will, we can't even tithe because we got to keep up buying a house big enough to impress people we don't like and buy clothes to make us appear cool to people that we would never hang out with. Are y'all with me? And we said, well, if I just had 5,000 more square feet, man, I'd be great. No, you'd be mopping and sweeping more. You'd be getting cobwebs out more. You'd be paying more insurance. Are y'all with me? And so, and, and so we, we got we, our every week is affected by covetousness, and so will this be. Now, let me tell you what Heart for the Harvest does. Heart for the Harvest causes Michelle and I to reevaluate how we live our lives. What size house we live in, what cars we drive, everything that we do. As a matter of fact, because of that, we sold our beautiful dream home on the lake so that we would be freed up to give more. That's what, what we did. We had an elder and his wife did the same thing, built a beautiful home not far from ours on the lake, incredible. And they said, we can't give like we wanted to give because we're house poor. They sold that beautiful home and bought a smaller house so they could give more. See, that's what a kingdom builder does. They arrange their life around the ability to give. Now, now think about this. All of us that are born again know that we should tithe. Is that right? Is that right? So heart for the harvest should make every promise for a kingdom builder. God's calling. You hear him? He's telling you, listen, pastor's telling you the truth. So if we're all tithing and then we bring an extra free will offering to heart for the harvest, that puts us all as kingdom builders. But it's not because our lives are affected by covetousness. So Paul goes on. Again, this whole thing is encouraged them to give in this offering. Verse six. Now I say this, he who sows sparingly shall reap what? He who sows bountifully shall also reap. Now this is written to farmers. No farmer would plant a few seeds and pray for a big harvest. That's what we do because we don't understand seed planting. The field, the, the picture you see on your screen is a field that is not planted. It is barren. The only thing it's going to grow is weeds, thistles, briars, and beggar lice. 
You don't grow crops by accident. But he said those that sow bountifully, serene bountifully, I like the second picture better. That's a hundredfold harvest. That is a harvest as far as the eye see. That's a farmer who bountifully sowed his field knowing he was going to have an incredible harvest. So again, tithes are God's. We bring those every week. They're the, he gets the first part of all that we have. And then a heart for the harvest is above and beyond free will offering. It's how we do, uh, the tithe is how we do ministry. Every week, God bombards students and kids and worship and celebrate and groups and our counseling department and ministry and all of our missionaries and our partners and all the money we give around the world. That's $270,000 a week. That's what our CFO Aaron and our leadership team have to make sure it's managed well, $270,000 a week. That's what I go to bed every night knowing this weekend we need $270,000 in the offering plate. We have 11 campuses that pays for everything we do and we give 10% of all that comes in we give away. So we're gonna give $27,000 away every week and that's what we do. Heart for the Harvest helps us fill the vision of, of, of going beyond that. Does that make sense? So Paul goes on in verse seven. Now listen, he said, each, must, each one must do as he purposed in his or her heart, not grudgingly or in a compulsion, for God loves a what? Now see, he's talking about this heart for the harvest. If you don't want to give, don't give, Paul said. You don't want to give this. He's not talking about your regular tithes and offerings. He's talking about heart for the harvest. He's talking about this free will offering that these, that these brothers are going to take back to Jerusalem for relief of the poor and the starving saints that are under a famine in Jerusalem. This heart for the harvest is, is so sacrificial because it's for a people that are not yet born, in, a generation not yet born, and a people that you may never meet. You will probably never drink any water from the wells that are dug by wells of hope. Most of you will never go to any Isaiah 117 house that we build for kids that have been removed from the home and normally go have to go to a conference room in a, in a office building. Most of you are not going to go to the new campuses. Most of you are not going to be at Bristol and see what God is doing. If you help reduce the debt, most of us, it's not gonna, you're not going to feel anything different in faith promise. It's a game changer because we'll have another $100,000 a month to spend on ministry and spend on missions and, and to impact this region. It'll save $3.75 million in interest. And I believe in the next year, we're going to pay that off. Is our God able? Is our God able? Come on, we just sang, our God is able. Come on, we just sang it. To heal and deliver to do anything that he wants to. Come on. Just like the bones of the man who were on, on Elijah. Come on, somebody help me in the house. Our God is able. It's not a song we sing, it's a life we live. Worship is a proclamation of our faith that our God can. Man, this is not something you don't say, this is how we live. By faith, Abraham went to look for a city whose architect and builder is God. God loves to bless people. He can trust that our rivers, not reservoirs, that are conduits, not dams. Verse 10, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. And you will be enriched in everything with all liberality, which through us is producing thanksgiving to God. What we're doing is impacting other people. 
for the ministry of this service is not only fully supplying the needs of the saints there in Jerusalem, but it's also overflowing through many thanksgivings to God because of the proof given by this ministry, what you're doing. They will glorify God for your obedience. You're making a difference to your confession of the gospel of Christ and for the liberality of your contribution to them and to all. While they also by prayer on your behalf yearn for you because of the surpassing grace of God in you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Now many will sacrifice this weekend, I got that. But there is no sacrifice compared to God the Father giving his son on a cross as the greatest offering, the greatest price ever paid to cover the greatest debt, which was our sin. Y'all with me? So years ago, past summit called me. I said, Pastor, I said, yeah, coach. She said, uh, Harf the Harvest is coming. How much do you want me to give? A lot, coach, a lot. And, and I said, coach, I can't give you an amount because I don't know how much money you have. And she said, well, I was praying. And by the way, nobody ever brought more guests to Faith Promise than Coach Summit did. She's incredible. Every week, she sat over there, she'd wave at me, and I'd know, come see me. I got a, I got a, I got a row full of people. And they'd be all over, China, Romania, I mean, just everywhere. And I'd go over there, it's great to see you. And, and Coach said, well, I, Pastor, I was praying, this is a number that I'm going to give. And I said, okay, Coach, I got one question. Because coach could, coach could press some ball players, couldn't she? I figured I'd just be the coach for the day. I said, yeah, one question, Coach. Is it sacrificial? Is it sacrificial? And that's my question to you this weekend. As you prepare across all of our campuses to drop those cards and your offerings into the bucket, is it sacrificial? Many of you have given online. Great. People ask me, well, it does, you can go general harvest. It doesn't matter. It all goes to the same thing this weekend. It's, not, it's, it's different this weekend than the other weekend. Is it sacrificial? Because the kingdom of God travels on the sacrifice of the, of the early fathers, of the prophets, of the apostles, of the generation that came before us. And as we prepare for a next generation, is what you're going to do sacrificial. So we're going to, I'm going to pray. And then we're going to bring the offering. If you would go back to your seat, service is not over. We got a couple other things to do, but just, just, you know, just bring it and put it in. As we follow the lead of our middle schoolers and high schoolers who so faithfully have led the charge. Father God, we come to you now in the strong name of Jesus. Lord, we come to get in the offering bucket, to say I'm yours. Father, many people are going to bring some sacrificial gifts. God, i just blown away. Blown away, God. Thank you. Father, I would ask that you do something incredible this weekend. I pray, God, that you would meet people. I pray, Father, for folks who are sitting right in their chair feeling guilty because they don't have anything to give. I pray in Jesus' name you'll alleviate every bit of guilt. And they'll be ready next weekend. They'll be ready next year in Heart for the Harvest. God, you don't use guilt. That's not what you're about. So, Father, we're just going to come with a hilarious heart. I pray, you're, I pray you'll bless every gift and every giver beyond their wildest dreams. Give us a hundredfold harvest of the seed sown is our prayer 
in Jesus' name. Now all God's people said, go ahead, make your way to the baskets.